Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Raw Talk. In this episode, we have a very lovely guest, Jane. How are you today? I'm doing amazing. Thank you so much for having me. Thanks for being here. I'm like so excited to just get into it all. (laughs) Of course. Well, I'd like to first begin to express my gratitude for the opportunity to speak with you and to share a portion of myself with your audience. This is such a great platform. And I told you (laughs) I am a fan. So thank you so much for inviting me. It's such an honor to be here. Oh, it's an honor to have you anytime. (laughs) (laughs) Well, a little about me. I'm Jane Kasupanen. I recently competed in the Miss Earth USA pageant representing Idaho. I am a woman in tech. I'm an ambassador for an organization called Duo Duo Project, whose goal is to stop the dog meat trade. I'm an environmental justice warrior and an HIV awareness advocate. Wow. You're just like doing it all out here. (laughs) Seriously, every woman I have on this show, it's just like they're so well accomplished and Again, like, I'm just so, like, happy to have you here. So, so really to just kick this off, I want to ask you mainly about your environmental and all of that going on. So, throughout all of that, I mean, how has your journey been with that? So, I actually um, grew up in the Philippines um, okay. where pageantry is a national sport. So right. I'm, yeah. Yeah. So I'm very aware of the work that goes into it. And I fully understand that it's not all glitz and glam. Right. But what I didn't know was that um, this was going to change my life in a way where I would find my purpose. Right. And I've always been so passionate about poverty alleviation and yes. environmental injustice. And I feel I have a an obligation to dismantle this issue and make people understand what this crisis means to them, especially for poor communities and poor people of color so yes that's what I've been really focusing on absolutely and I've seen your work and I've seen all the platforms that you've you know worked with and again congratulations on that because that is such a huge I mean everything you've done is such a huge accomplishment but I really really just love seeing that so also too in regards to your HIV awareness um so that is very interesting because I mean I've seen a lot of like people advocate for that but I've never seen anybody in the pageant world advocate for that. So, I mean, what really started that for you? You know, was that something that, you know, you were just wanting to do from the start? Or, I mean, what was that? Well, um, for me, for the past decade, I've been religiously getting STD and HIV tested at least three to four times a year. I know it sounds excessive, but... If I'm in a doctor's office, for whatever reason, I'll make sure to also get those testings done. It's important, and yeah. It really is. And my my doctor would say, aren't you here for a cup? And I'm like, yeah, so can I get tested? Yeah. <laughs> and for the longest time, I thought this was normal. I thought everybody did the same thing until one day I posted a poll on um on Instagram, whether people have ever gotten HIV tested or not. And I was so surprised to find out that most people have never done it. And this was around a time when the topic was controversial because of comments made by a certain musical artist. Mm -hmm. And of course, (laughs) the stigma that it's a gay disease. And I felt it was such a relevant topic. And it was just time to speak up about it. Yeah, absolutely. And I know exactly who you're talking about. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> uh, it does have a very, you know, like negative 
thing you know like a lot of people are like oh like that's this that's that you know like it's but that's very interesting that you know people did not answer on your poll you know like that's interesting that people said that they didn't test right I think like again it's because of the stigma people think that exactly gay people can get it but no straight people can get it too even babies everybody can get it yeah and again, like, thank you for spreading awareness on that, too. Because, again, that is such a, a topic that I think not many people, like, want to discuss and That's not right. many people want to talk about. But, again, it's so, so, so important. So thank you for advocating for that. Of course. It does need – it's a topic that definitely does need to be talked about more. And people really need to just be more educated on it. Absolutely. Right. Switching gears. Um, so you do travel a lot. I was looking. And I saw you just travel, like, everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. I try to. <laughs> yeah, that's insane. So I want to ask you, I talk a lot about mental health on this podcast, and mm-hmm. a lot of people do talk about traveling and all of that. So what has your mental health relationship been like with traveling? Because this is something that I feel like so many people want to know, so many people want to like understand, maybe people can relate to, because as everyone knows who has traveled, including yourself, we all, like it's, it's tiring. It's tiring on the body, it's tiring on the mind, you know, I mean, we can just really just get caught up in it all. So what has that been like for you? You know, how has your, I mean, did you see a difference in your mental health as you were traveling? I mean, on your flights, on, you know, just jet lag, all of that. I mean, what was that for you? Well, to be completely honest, traveling is my escape. So when I'm traveling, I feel mentally stable. Yes. It is when I'm not traveling and I'm just focus on one thing that really, you know, affects my mental health. And that's honestly such a very good question because I tend to disregard my mental health until it's too late. And I think that's very common. A lot of people do. Mm -hmm. Yes. So so what happens to me is that, you know, I'm only aware of it when I'm already in the middle of an anxiety attack. Oh, wow. (laughs) Yes. So, so the way I cope, which by the way, this isn't a recommendation because it's not the healthiest way. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but what I do is I I self-isolate because I prefer to solve problems on my own. I do not like to burden people with my problems or I would overwork. So I get distracted. But mm. I'm learning to to listen to my mind and my body because for a while when I was suffering from anxiety, I thought my body was betraying me. Mm-hmm. I couldn't eat. Yeah. I couldn't sleep. Yeah. I was getting too weak to function. Right. But that was just my body telling me that I needed to take a break. And Absolutely. since then, I learned to, you know, just take some time to disconnect from the world and to let go of things that do not give me peace. I love that. Yeah. Okay. And, you know, we all know that letting go is hard, you know, yes. especially <laughs> things that are part of our daily life and our daily routine right. that we assume are normal when in reality, they might not be. Um, that's very interesting, too, because traveling, I think, for a lot of people is their escape. You know, it really does ground them and all of that. But yeah, I mean, mental health in general, you know, it's, again, one of those topics that not many people want to talk about. No, not many people want to understand. But yeah absolutely mental health yeah I mean it really is important and just like as you said you know just staying grounded and yeah just finding your peace like absolutely and yeah 100% so also to your pageant journey 
I was looking through your pictures. I was like a maniac. I was stalking your Instagram and like, <laughs> I have no shame. I really don't. <laughs> I love I, that. I love it. So you are from the Philippines. So yeah. how did that, I mean, like, I know that that's like very common over there. Yes, it is. So common over there. You're so right. Like it really is a sport over there. Um, <laughs> so, I mean, how old were you when you began? Um, so I'm 28 now. Okay. I started when I was 27. <laughs> oh my gosh. So you're doing it for like, a, oh my gosh. So Less like than a year. year. Wow. Yes. Oh my gosh. That's yeah. like fairly new. <laughs> you're like I a am newbie. very new to the pageant world. So wow. what happened was that honestly, the, the beginning of my pageant journey has to be the most boring and an interesting story of my life. But I ended up in pageantry because I was bored one day. Yeah. So this was back in May 2021. I was a recent graduate from UC Berkeley. And, you know, for years, I've just been used to working 18 hours a day. I wake up at four in the morning every single day and I go to bed at 10 p.m. because I was in school and I was also working two full time jobs. Oh, wow. Um, Yeah. Yeah. So one is a resident assistant for our dorm and the other as an operations specialist for a tech consulting firm. So when I graduated from school, I also graduated from my on-campus job. I was left with just my tech job. I didn't know what to do with my life. All oh my of a sudden, I had so much free time. And yeah, I found an ad for, for a pageant called Miss California USA. That was my first ever introduction to pageantry. Wow. I up and fell in love and it has been my life since then. Wow. Yeah. I mean, like, you're really killing it out there. I mean, there's... Thank just, you. I mean, again, like, I'm involved with the pageant community. Again, I'm not in pageants myself. But again, I mean, I know so many girls from, within that industry. And it really is a family. And, <laughs> you know, you just... Whether you're, you've been in the business for years or you just started, I mean, I feel like everyone's just so welcoming and accepting of everybody. And I mean, really, every community should be like that. You right. Know? Absolutely. And you wouldn't expect it from such a huge group of, of girls, right? I know. <laughs> yeah. I know. Because it's, you know, they're all stunning and they're all, you know, like beautiful, but like you would never assume that like they, they would all be kind and welcoming, yeah, you know, because so and we all get yeah. along so well. It's yeah. amazing. It's so true. Yeah, absolutely. So you are a glam girl too. I mean, like, I think most of us are, uh, again, like you're just, I mean, your Instagram, not only your Instagram, but I feel like your Instagram is really an expression of yourself. I mean, you do, I mean, even before you started pageants, I mean, like you have been traveling, you have been you know, really just vibing your own life, your own way of life. And I feel like a lot of girls definitely have trouble doing that. And I think that really starts with confidence. I feel like confidence is something that we all want, but not many of us know how to navigate. So throughout your life, um, not just within pageants, but just, you know, your life as a woman, I mean, like, what are some key tips or tricks that you have used to, let's just say, boost and build that confidence? Ooh, that's an interesting one. But what I do, um, especially in pageants, you know, you're competing with so many girls. Yeah. The The one thing that I don't do is check other girls' Instagram. 
yes, <laughs> so yes, that you know I won't feel yep. like I'm competing with other people that's yeah. I feel like that's so important because what sometimes what people put out there is not real life right or so most of the time it's not real life sometimes it's edited they make it look too good right and, and it's just not reality yeah and, I, I can agree yeah yes and you know this our generation has this toxic mentality that you know, you have to be the baddest or the hottest. Yeah. Or that nobody can do it better than you. Right. And I honestly, I simply did not resonate with that. Our surroundings, um, you know, it plays a huge role in our growth and our mindsets and our overall success. Right. And one thing that I really struggled with, especially in this journey, is, um, you know, weeding out people that didn't share the same mentality even if I love them, because I personally don't believe that I'm lesser or greater than anybody. We're all humans and we're all equal. 100%. Yeah. Right? I second there's, that. Yeah. There's room for all of us to, to grow, to showcase our work and our passions. And that's the kind of positive environment I want to foster. You know, I want to yes. surround myself with people who want to empower and be empowered. And I hope that's what I'm showing in my, my Instagram account. I try to. <laughs> I try to be real on there. You know, it's funny because people say, oh, my Instagram is nothing like my real life. And, you know, blah, blah. And in a lot of cases, that that's true. But, like, I'm sure you can relate to this, too. But, like, I feel like my Instagram account is kind of more of like a reflection. It's more of a visual diary of my life. And of course I pick and choose of what I want to post. Like we all do, you know, it's mm-hmm. obviously, you know, somewhat curated and somewhat, you know, pick and choosy, you know, what we wanted, you know, put on there, but it, it is true. You know, I feel like it all, it really is a reflection of us. And I love that you brought up weeding out people because for me, and I can relate to this too. I mean, I remember, maybe about two years ago, two, three years ago, I had so many people on my Instagram that I just was, I was not relating to in a sense that I really wanted to, you know, I wasn't really there for them and they weren't really there for me. So when that happens, it's like, well, what am I doing? Like, this Mm isn't, is this worth it? You know, should I be following these people? And of course the traps of, you know, getting recommendations of these beautiful women and of course you want to follow them. Of course you want to look at it, you know, but you really do have to take that mental boundary. Definitely. You know what? I'm not going to look at it. You know, I'm not going to follow it. I'm not going to expose myself to it because in the long run, it's like, it's just not a healthy thing. Right. And that's also, you know, what I strive for when I, when I put something out there, especially on my Instagram, because that's what I use a lot. Yeah. Uh, I, just want to be a role model for people to, you know, believe in themselves and to pursue their dreams and to be their best versions because I'm a people person and I always want the best for everybody. And that's what I constantly strive for when pursuing an endeavor, whatever that may be. And yeah, I just simply want to, want to learn. I want to teach. I want to collaborate and, you know, just to inspire. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. So along with all of your collaborations and all of your like business ventures and I mean, really everything you've done with that and your advocacy journeys and all of that, because you do, you do do a lot. I mean, like, you do like five things, like yeah. crazy. Um, so really, how do you, I mean, I always ask so many people this, you know, it's all about balance. I feel like balance is key and in anything, in anybody's life or anybody's business life or anybody's personal life, no matter what it is balance, balance, balance. So where do you find that balance within your business life, your pageant life, 
and really just your personal life. Oh, I'm a planner. My yeah. whole life is Me too. in a yeah. calendar. Yeah. You know, I like to plan things weeks ahead of time. But, you know, that's not to say that I can't be spontaneous. I'm, I think I'm right. one too. But I just prefer when I have an idea, when I'm free and when I'm not. Yeah. I think I love that you brought up planning because it really is true. Like planning is key. Uh, I mean, key to a successful life. Yeah, it really is. And like, I think a lot of people underrate planning. I think a lot of people are like, well, I know I will never use the, like my calendar app on my phone. Like I'll never use my planner, whatever. But it, it really helps a lot. And it really helps us stay organized. And I talk about this a lot too, like organization, 100%. I think organization staying on track, especially when there's people out there like you and I who are on schedules and have like obligations you know and have things to do yeah it can help so much not only with like your physical but really the mental part of it as well I mean you don't feel so rushed you don't feel so you know worked up you know you can really just stay at peace and who doesn't want to feel at peace (laughs) absolutely yes so before I let you go I have a few more questions to ask so all right so also, too, in regards to your pageant, well, is is Duo Duo with your pageantry or is that just your person? No, it's just, um, it's just one of my passions. Okay, that's what I thought. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. Okay, so the Duo Duo Project. Um, c- congratulations on that, by the way, too. I'm, I'm, like, congratulating you this whole time because it's, <laughs> like, so many things that are amazing. So the Duo Duo Project. Um, okay, so it is a nonprofit organization. And I mean, can you dig into that a little more for people that don't know? I mean, I have I've actually heard of it, so like I know what it is. Oh, I but... love that. So very quickly, Duo Duo Project's goal is to stop the dog meat trade, especially in China. In the right. Yeah. Um, you know, we want to teach people that eating dog is you know not the way to go. Right. Yeah. 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 I think that's very um, important too, because again that's I feel like that's not something that is very common I feel like right. not, that's something not a lot of people know about no yeah. people don't really think about it especially in America right. because dogs are so well loved here exactly. but in other countries not just in China but in other countries as well um, nobody's really advocating for right. for dogs yeah and it is heartbreaking I mean it is, it is and absolutely but I love that you're doing a nonprofit and you're part of a nonprofit and you're part of a project that is about animals. Um, I find that so inspiring for me. Um, I'm a huge animal lover and as are you, (laughs) you know, Um, it's definitely something that I would love to, I mean, definitely something I would love to get involved with for sure. Um, Oh, I'll talk to you about it. Yes. Yes. I would love that. I honestly (laughs) would love to get involved in something like that because again, I feel like it's just, again, one of those things that is so, 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 I don't want to say muted, but it's something that not a lot of people would, you know, speak up about. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. But yeah, I I just, I admire you for that. I really, really do. Thank you. And also too, I always say also too. (laughs) It's like my thing. (laughs) No, you're good. Like also too. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Okay. So where do you see yourself in five, 10 years? Uh, Not just with your project life, but just in general, you know, where do you really see yourself going? I can't think of anything specific, but one thing that I would really want in five to 10 years is to just have more 
knowledge and more yeah. because what I intend to do in my life is to is to share my story and I want people to learn from them to learn from my experiences to learn from my mistakes that way you know they don't make the same ones or they simply learn from me it's experience yeah absolutely yeah experience is key and sharing those experiences is 100% I mean it's it's just one of those things that I think a lot of people again like experience is experience you know if you share an experience it's definitely scary because you don't know how people are going to react you don't know how it's going to get taken but once you share it it's kind of like spreading light on not only your life but also can help people figure out theirs as well you're right yes and I think that's what's really helped me um, growing up because I have two sisters that are 20 plus years older than me. Oh, wow. And, yeah. So when I was growing up, they would always share their stories and their experiences. And I think when I finally got older, that's how I've become the best version of myself is through them, through their experiences. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, that, that's a huge difference. But again, 20 years, you can learn so much. Right. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. It's very interesting. Wow. Yeah. So also too, I mean, what would you say is something that you, I mean, I want to say like your message, but I feel like that, like, I mean, yeah, I mean, I guess we can say message. I mean, what is something that you want people to really just take away from you and your journey? You know, what is something that you want people to, you know, just gravitate towards? Oh, that's a really good one. Um, something that I've been sharing a lot with people, especially coming from my you know recent experience with pageantry, yeah. is that you could work so hard and you could put in all the work and still not get what you want and still not win a crown. Right. And that's okay because that doesn't mean you're not deserving. It just means it's either not for you or it's not your time yet. And the important thing is, you know, to be resilient and to be able to withstand difficult situations, as well as to learn to accept outcomes with grace and composure, especially when things don't go your way. Yeah, Yeah, that's true. Yeah, not everything's going to work out. (laughs) I know my experiences, not everything has worked out for me. Um, But yeah, that's life. I'm just going to accept and grow. Yes, yes, yes. And my last question for you is, as everybody on my podcast, what would you say is one word or quote that you live by? Um, It's very similar to what I just spoke about. But the one quote that I live by is, rejection is God's protection. I'm a woman of faith. So when when I was younger, I would always try to find meaning and explanation to certain situations, especially when they hurt me. But Mm -hmm. now that I'm older and having gotten to experience life and pain, I understand now that not everything that I want is right for me. And it's not right for me. Something better for sure will come along. And I just have to trust his perfect timing. I love that. I wrote that one down. I love that. (laughs) I love that. Thank well, you. Well, thank you. Thank you for being here. You've been like incredible, just enlightening all of us. <laughs> thank you so much. No, I'm, like I said earlier, I'm so honored to be here. Aww, I'm honored to have you. We'll have to do this again sometime. <laughs>